This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Will it be an upsetting night in college basketball? A couple of games are very tight at this hour. Welcome into Gwen and Chris. The happy hour, as it were, 501 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby, Aztecs. About an hour away from tipping things off in Fort Collins, they'll take on Colorado State tonight. That is a matchup of unranked teams, believe it or not. The uh, Aztecs still sitting just outside the top 25, despite their sparkling resume. Colorado State has dropped four of its last six, so they, too, have fallen out of the rankings. Big matchup tonight in the Mountain West. Uh, meanwhile, North Carolina ranked third in the nation, undefeated in the ACC, But we talked about this earlier. They're playing on the road tonight at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's under 500, but halftime tied, 37-37. Also, second half, potential upset here. South Carolina leads at number 5, Tennessee, 48-44. Speaking of Tennessee, and this is not basketball, but I saw just a quick note. If I was a joke writer, I would... uh, I would uh, submit this one. Tennessee football is under investigation, Tony. No. Once again, I guess they've already been under investigation, but it's their second time. They're under under investigation, and apparently the reason they're under investigation is because they have broken NIL rules. The joke I would write is, what... NIL rules. Hey, yeah. now. See, it's not great. That's I just, I'm not <laughs> a joke not writer. Great. My point is there are no NIL rules that I know of. How can you break rules when there aren't yeah, any? No, that's, that is the thing that I find kind of funny. And yeah. this is why They're the like NCAA, these guys. Well, because you waited till NIL was here, and then you decided to put some rules in thereafter. And now it seems like since the rules have been put in, there's been a couple of these popping up that there's been some rules broken. Okay. And it just feels like, you know, this should have been done before they they actually started the NIL process. Put some rules in place at that time? Right. Yes. Because now you're playing catch-up, which it does seem like the college NCAA is always doing. I mean, hey, you are breaking NIL rules, and I would say back, what are they? (laughs) Right. What does that look like? Tell me, tell me where they are. I mean, you got players around the country, from what I can gather, getting cars, Rolls Royces. Dion's kid have a Rolls Royce. 
don't think he earned that with his own money. I doubt it. And I am. So, and I'm not holding it against him. If right. that's the the thing, you can get a Rolls Royce, then you can have one. Right. Good. And, and that's the thing that I'm interested in. So what did Tennessee, exactly. could they have possibly done that's that's more egregious than that? How, once you start seeing Rolls Royces, and again, not to say that Shador has done anything wrong at all, because he no. clearly hasn't at this point. No. Um, what what does that look like? What does breaking the rule look That's like? That's what I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe it'll give us some some clue to this. The investigation was first reported by Sports Illustrated. I thought they were out of business. <laughs> maybe maybe so, we should hold maybe we should hold up then. This whole this whole story is flawed <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, Scraby will have much more on this in the Scraby Chronicles. I'm I don't sure. understand it. <laughs> Starting at six o'clock, I'm not going to do that. Here's something Scraby will not have something on. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my you know foot my toe into murky waters oh, here. Okay. Oh. I stick my toe into murky waters. If you guys want to get all upset out there, if you're that type, go ahead. Where are we going? Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> well, leave Taylor Swift alone. Oh, okay. That's it. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, Taylor's you know going to see her 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 uh, man her man play football. Everybody's upset, uh, but apparently what I did not know is that the MAGA, is that right? M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again? Yes. The MAGA backlash is apparently getting ugly against Taylor Swift. They, that, whoever MAGA is, wants her to stick to singing. Well, what is she not doing? I mean, she is. She's singing. She's not doing anything else that should bother you, but the New York... Times reported that the Biden campaign is courting her for a to help with his presidential campaign. Uh. So the MAGA people are conspiracying that she's only on TV and the Chiefs are only winning so that she'll have a bigger platform to promote Biden. Ah. ah. I mean, you people have got to come up with something. Better to do with your lives. <laughs> you're not buying even that. even Scraby thinks that one's ridiculous. You're not, you're not. I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. The NFL's the NFL has been working with the Democratic Party to make sure that the Chiefs win, so that Taylor well, Swift that, can is, jump out in front of everybody and go vote for Biden. Is that what is is that how it's supposed to play out? That's how apparently it's supposed to play out. I according to, the, according to the MAGA. Wait, wait do you people. have a sounder like you do for now we're going to our resident, resident referee? <laughs> our resident conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Do we, we need one of those? Yeah, um, we need it's one of those. actually not a crazy theory, I don't think. Oh, but please. it is not one it's that not I crazy? Oh, you you don't subscribe to this one. Thinking this one's true, but I mean, she could yell into the microphone, "Vote Biden," if she or does, something like I, that, and she would have every right to if she supports him. But as would somebody who supports the other side be able to run in and go vote for? I'm what is not that? Saying what it. is that news channel? I think it's OAN. 
Yeah. One, one American News? Is that? I think so. Okay, so I saw. A this clip. is waiting in areas that uh, we I know. I told you my just toe is getting a little. Wanna, my toe is getting cold. This feels right like now. a full leg now. Well, <laughs> this doesn't feel like a toe anymore. Well, OAN, I saw an interview rolling around like earlier of them taking this very seriously. And I, I again, I am a conspiracy theorist. Yes, I, we I, don't. We I believe that anything can happen, but I don't know that the NFL has control over Travis Kelsey's dating life. Yeah. That's uh, that's. I'm not sure, but they, would they take the press? Of course. Well, clearly they'll well, take sure. the press. They have the camera on her every every time they get a chance, you know, and they know every time they do it, more people tune in. You're right. So yeah, this is that. You know, Taylor Swift didn't ask for this. No, no, Taylor. You know, just was. But she's not to, in looking, a, to be looking for a significant other. She's not. She might have even been looking for a significant other. She might have just stumbled upon him, <laughs> landed upon right. her, landed upon Travis Kelsey. I mean, how did they even meet? Have you guys heard that story? No, I haven't. I, I thought one day we're going to get a chance to hopefully get a chance thought, to hear. It. I honestly thought, and maybe I'm mistaken. Wouldn't be the first time, not even in this segment, that I'm mistaken. I thought he went on his podcast with Jason That's and said, right. that, you know, well, I would love to meet Taylor Swift. It's happened? like I, one of my big goals in life. That definitely happened. I thought that now, happened. He could, be, he could be playing us and already had put those feelers out there and knew it was happening. And so it looks like right. he used his podcast to get real or in. Yeah. And we don't know, though. Hopefully hey, one day for him. I would love to hear that story. Scrub. I would, yeah, I, I would think it would be very hard to gain the attention of Taylor Swift. Is, is it possible just for two people to like each other and there be like nothing else to it? <laughs> With my background, no. <laughs> there's there's got to be there's some, always something. There's got to be some deeper, there's always deeper something. meaning, huh? Deeper, deeper meaning about how they're going to screw me over. All right, let's move on. Tony Gwynn Jr. made a mistake. He did not change the channel. Thus, the Hawks Lakers is game that why is this is happening right now? Oh, it's on behind your head. Oh my lord! I was wondering why I was we was losing by ten points. Yep, Hawks are up on the Lakers. Actually, thirty nine, thirty three right now. Second quarter. We didn't turn this um, immediately. Oh, later right on, here. later on, Joel Embiid is now being listed as questionable for tonight's game for the Sixers against the Warriors. Uh, I would imagine if he doesn't play, we get our money back on daily That's... gambit wager. Because we all had Embiid going over 37.5 points tonight. Yeah, he definitely can't do that he, if yeah, he's... He, uh... If he doesn't play, I think we, we should get our get our wager back. Tony's actually changing the channel off the Laker game, hoping that that will help their cause. Uh, Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology is out. And the Aztecs, you know... It's interesting to me. I haven't heard. I heard Joe Lenardi was going to be on with uh, Scott Van Pelt last night, but I didn't stay around to, to see the interview. I would really. I don't. Can we get him on? Is that even a possibility? I, yes. I mean, I I'm try. curious because I would like. He keeps moving the Aztecs up. He's got them like, as a five seed yeah. now. He had them as a six seed last week. He is obviously enamored with them. He is pretty. You know, involved in this whole thing. He's pretty spot on, too. He's pretty good at this. Utah State's a six. Colorado State and New Mexico are both seven seeds right now. But I'm just curious what he thinks of the AP rankings that continue to overlook the Mountain West Conference as badly as they do. Yeah. It'd be good. It'd be nice to hear what he thinks. I'm curious, yeah, Yeah. what his, his thought on that is because. 
I mean, he clearly thinks San Diego State, Utah State, CSU, New Mexico are all ranked teams. They should be, but they're not. Uh, Boise State would be the fifth Mountain West Conference team in the tournament if Lenardi were to have his way. So I hope that ends up happening. And this year, last year my target in the tournament was Alabama, right? I wanted Who, Who's Al- your target this year? Oh, I want Zach Eady. I want Zach. Oh, Purdue? Oh, yeah. You don't want to I face mean, the best team. Why well, not? Alabama Fairly Dickinson could be. Yeah, Bama was the number one overall seed. I mean, Fairleigh Dickinson beat Purdue last year. You tell me Jaden Ledee can't bump that big guy out of the way a little bit? No, I get that. I do. You probably have a couple shots blocked along the way. <laughs> it's okay. You expect that. But you expect foot. that. Right. Is, uh, you know what? I just realized, I mean, what? this whole Korea trip is going to put a... I wonder how tough it's going to make oh, on March Oh, is it going to be Madness. during the tournament? I feel like it is, yeah, it has right? to be. Yeah, right. When does, when does the uh, first no, wait a minute. Well, here we go. Selection Sunday is March 17th. Oh, yeah, so we're right. When are you leaving? 13th. You know? Oh, boy. That's... Well, I mean, like, the internet, we get back the, at the, as long as they get out of the first what? So you'll miss Sunday. the first couple rounds, maybe, yeah. or the first first round. round. Yeah. But the good news is, is with the you know with the streaming and the internet now, you're connected. You just have to stay up at weird hours probably to to watch games. Yeah, you'll do it. Sacrificing. You'll sleep figure at out the a way. I watched. I watched a couple <laughs> dolphin football games when I was in Europe. I stayed up all night on my phone. That is pretty good. And crazy. I was pretty impressed with it my ability to do that. Nighttime. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with my ability to do that. Yes. Good for you, Christopher. Thank you very much. You know, I went, when I was in London one time, the 49ers were playing a big game against, I don't even remember, it was like 2012. And I walked into a bar with my 49ers shirt on, and I was like the greatest person in that bar because I was the only one at the time who knew anything about football. So I need to go find a place where I walk in and everybody's like, like that hey, feeling? look at this guy. <laughs> well, you just answered your own question. We'll send you on a one-way <laughs> ticket to uh, Korea? Nairobi. Nairobi? Sure. All right. I'll go. I've been trying to get into Tony's suitcase for like at least I saw I saw now. a funny, uh, sunny, funny meme today. You know how they do all those United States maps and it says who's rooting for who in the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. They did one of Africa, a meme of Africa, the map of Africa, who they rooting for the Super Bowl. And the north half of Africa was rooting for the Lions and the bottom half was rooting for the Ravens. The reason is because oh, they the always animal- send all the losers' T-shirts to Africa. Oh, <laughs> oh I did not know that. Oh, yeah. man. For Don't many years in Africa, there. they thought the Buffalo Bills were Super Bowl champions. <laughs> I did not know where that was going either. Me at neither. All. But Interesting. It is slightly funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's funnier than the joke I wrote earlier in this segment. Which one was that? Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gwen and Chris continues after a check of traffic, and I heard the traffic's kind of tough out there, so pay attention. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 5.21 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello. Matthew Scraby. Taking you uh, up to 6 o'clock in the middle of the happy hour. Not a lot of stuff going on. Lakers currently down 9 as, you know. Per usual, when I'm watching it, I tried to turn away from the game. You must have missed 24 games this year because they've won 24. <laughs> well, so. yeah, well, maybe so. I'm talking about every time I turn it on in this studio. No, I know. I uh, tried to turn away; it wasn't seemingly working, so I turned back. Same result. A uh, couple guys to keep your eye out on, at least according to Jim Bouton, uh, in terms of the Padres as we go into spring training. He's got 40 players that he's excited. To scout, take a look at it this spring, and there's a couple Padres on here. Michael King, you know, Jesse Agler raved about how excited he is. I, I think. know, should we repeat what Jesse said? Because he was, he was hesitant to say it. He thinks Michael King is coming into the 2024 season in the same way Joe Musgrove came into the season his first year as a Padre. We know how you, well that went. I can tell you the exact quote because I put it up on our article. Go ahead, it's give it to us. The fantasy. Oh, you did. You, yes. you, so you're you're making sure that you put this down. He said it on the air. Go so ahead, I'm using give it to it. us. Said I feel about Michael King right now the way I felt about Joe Musgrove when he first got to the Padres, well, which was lots of excitement. Here's the write up from Jim Bowden. It kind of backs that up. King was one of the headliners in the Juan Soto trade after a career-best year with the Yankees in which he registered a 275 ERA, 127 strikeouts, and only 104 in two-thirds innings. He's a, he, when he arrived to the big leagues in 2019, his fastball was 90-92, but now he's throwing in the mid-90s. King throws his sweeper, which he's developed in the majors, 29% of the time. This guy is uh, certainly, it says, Jim Bowden says, I love his makeup. And I am fascinated to see what he can do over 24 to 25 starts as he hasn't started more than 10 games since 2018. That's well, Michael no pressure King. on Michael King because yeah. we know that Musgrove threw a no-hitter. <laughs> In his, what, third start? Second, Second start. Second start. Wow. I was looking it up. I, I thought it was at least third or fourth. I didn't realize it was, I knew it was second early. start. Nine innings, no hits, no walks, 10 Ks. One lonely hit batter. But I could all that kept him from a perfecto. You, you know, he, do you remember who he hit? So Joey was a Gallo. Joey Gallo. Get out of the way, <laughs> Gallo. What I remember about <laughs> that game is it was my I don't know 
however many games into the season it was doing that was my first, first year, year official right doing play yeah. doing so the colors uh it doesn't say here but it was april 9th so, so oh here was game eight game eight game i eight. get to see a no hit or something that had not been done in padre history yep. my man ted leitner then all those years <laughs> and eight years. games in i get to see one. you got one yeah and uh that was awesome because i was doing pre and post that night and man were they nice to get him on with us yeah I, I felt like I was representing every Padre fan it, it was, trying to interview him that night because I, you know, every Padre fan would have wanted a piece of that moment. One hundred percent. That was that was the the first. That's when you started to see like where this was going with Joe. Like yeah. San Diego steps on the mound, eight games in, throws the first no hitter in team history. You, you can kind of get the gist of where it was going there. So Michael King is one. The other is Dylan Lesko, right-handed pitcher. Let's go to 15th pick in the 2022 draft. Has top of the rotation stuff, but struggled with command and control last year in his first professional season. 33 innings across three levels. He walked six per nine innings, struck out 14.2 per nine. He was 19 Whoa. in coming. Wait, say that again. That's yeah. a lot. He, on both ends. Point new, uh, sorry, 14.2 strikeouts per nine. Yeah, on both ends, right? Six walks per nine, but also 14.2 yes, strikeouts per nine. Yes, we had Blake Snell last year. We can handle six walks per nine. We're used to it. As long as you've given us Cy Young numbers <laughs> on the right. other side. I we'll think only <laughs> expect that you gave us a Cy Young, but you're more than welcome to walk six guys per he, nine. He was only 19 years old and coming off of Tommy John surgery. According to Jim Bowden, he says, I want to see how the Padres are working with him on the delivery to achieve a more consistent release point, which should reduce the walks. He certainly has wow raw stuff. Wow I raw. Like that. Yeah. Well, he did have, yeah, 52Ks, 33 innings. That, that does say kind of wow raw, right? The, uh, he only gave up 29 hits and 22 walks. So, yes, that's a lot of walks, but the bottom line there is that his whip walks plus hits was 51 in 52 innings. So he had a whip under one. I like that. All right. Uh, can you guess who the last prospect may be? Ethan Salas. Ding, 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 ding. Ethan Salas, uh, 17 years old. San Diego gave him $5.6 million bonus when they signed him out of Venezuela last January. And How old is he again now? 17. One seven. That's crazy. Who could blame them when they when you look at his uh, above average tools across the board except his speed. His catcher, he doesn't need that. He did disappoint in his first pro season, making it all the way to double A. Everyone in the sport wants to see Salas this spring training. So those are the three guys of the forty that the Padres have that He hit uh, he hit nine home runs last year in minor leagues and or nine in Lake Elsinore. Um I thought he hit thirty nine. Because they tweeted out every home run he hit 50 times. Not the Padres. Every Padre fan. Right. Every time he got a home run, it was the biggest deal you know ever. So I thought that was kind of interesting it'll, last it'll year. It'll be I, I, and I, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if he's ever going to get the chance. But it would be nice for him just to kind of be stashed away and, and just be able to play. Because when you're 17 and you're doing you know some of the stuff he does, it, it's going to cause a lot of attention. You're you know, not. he had uh, – I mean, I'm just reading statistics here. He had five stolen bases, so it's not 
uh, listen, no speed. The one thing you 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 get in talking to him is he's extremely intelligent baseball mind. Okay, you know, so it's not a it's not that you far can't of a steal stretch bases to, with your smarts. Exactly, is what you're saying. Exactly, and as a catcher, he would know some of the things that he's looking for in terms of being right. a base runner. So uh, it should be interesting. I think a lot. Of, we talked about this. I think a lot of young guys are going to are going to get an opportunity to uh, possibly you know showcase themselves. It's going to be some spots. At least as of now, there's some, there's some spots open. Chris, did you see that the 49ers are wearing white in the Super Bowl? Uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs made their decision. Red, huh? They did. They're, they're going red. Going you back to know Old why? Faithful. They beat them last exactly. time in red. Exactly. White, but white. 37, darks 20 in there the Super go. Bowl. There you go. Except, Advantage Niners. Except the Niners last time wore white and they took That's the right. L. They're one of the, law, the, one of the recent you ones. You know, that of, Super Bowl was on NFL Network, and I tuned in, and I, I forget that the 49ers had a 20-10 to 10 lead oh, I don't seven forget about it. Ago. I think about we it every talk, time we you talked whine about in it. that, <laughs> in that uh, How did this happen? <laughs> Where did it go? In that one. Yeah. This one. How did this happen? Yeah, they were up by ten. They were up Seven by ten minutes, and they lost by what eleven? No, they didn't. Did they, they did too. They gave up twenty-one points in a row. They lost thirty-one to twenty. <laughs> I don't even they remember. They didn't even beat the spread. I mean, they got Scraby has completely erased this from his I, mind. I yeah. blacked out. During it collapsed the loss. on them just like it collapsed on the Lions if, the other if, day. If Jimmy G hits Emmanuel Sanders on that pass, 49ers what champions. Pass? What the pass? one that was late in the game and he was open. But um, oh, please. And then Jimmy don't G. That. Um, you should. Because, I just remember the Niners just giving up that, uh, gagging that game away. <laughs> what I remember, Scraby. Yeah, they they set it. They set a template for the Lions, who followed it to perfection last Sunday. The Lions might have followed it better. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the Chiefs had to do more to win that game than the Niners had to do to win their game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's enough. He says. All right, well, I, I don't know who's breaking. <laughs> All is. right. Is it mine? I, I think it is. I think so. Jesse Agler on the other side. Jesse Agler on the other side. Do you get a chance to hear it next? I'm going to Chris. Much to Tony's dismay, Lakers down 11 awesome. at halftime. Awesome. Here's something much to Scraby's dismay. With 623 remaining in Super Bowl 54, Chiefs had the ball third and 10 at the 49er 21-yard line. Niners led by 10. So the Niners were on the verge of holding them to a field goal and maintaining a seven-point lead. Patrick Mahomes threw deep on third down intended for Travis Kelsey. The play was defended by Tavarius Moore. Mm. Penalty on Tavarius Moore. DPI, 20-yard penalty. Mm. Put the ball at the one-yard line. What's the point of this? It's just to point out how <laughs> What's the close the 49ers yeah, were going. to winning this game. Close, yeah. but no cigar. I mean, I, I don't know. I, have, I can't recall that penalty. But, I mean, you talk about a huge call. Next play, they scored a touchdown. And then they uh, scored two more down the stretch to beat your Niners that day. Yeah, I just thought you might remember that penalty. Um, I really have blocked but you out have the blanked end it all of the game. Out. Uh, it was not well. Good when for you us. asked the question, "How did this happen?" happen. There, there, that that penalty might have been the key to all of it. Can you imagine going home knowing you lost the Super Bowl when you're up by ten with seven minutes to go? 
That would be pretty brutal. Uh, 6.23 to go. Okay, thanks, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, we have Aztecs top of the hour. Not here, but on TV. You can watch them against Colorado State. I think CBS Sportsnet tonight. So enjoy the basketball. But for now, enjoy a check of traffic and then our visit earlier today. Talking Padres knee-deep with the voice, Jesse Agler. Let's go to our phone lines. My guy, Jesse Agler, on the line. Jesse, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Nice to hear your voice. How are you guys? We're doing hey, well. Countdown uh, is getting is closer and closer. We'll be headed out to spring training here shortly. When you, you look at this Padre uh, ball club, it seems like there's still some things that, that need to get done, but still also a pretty talented roster even without those pieces uh that still need to be, maybe need to be addressed for sure like you know there's kind of two ways of looking at it or two parts of the conversation maybe is like the best way to talk about it and one is as you said there are holes you know there are spots that need to be filled and you know i understand that two weeks before pitchers and catchers report everybody would love to have them filled and everybody would be you know more comfortable if they were filled. Um, but I, I don't think that that's that big of a deal, especially when you consider the number of guys who are out. Right. This is a reflection of the market, right? Like this isn't a reflection of the Padres or, you know, what they're trying to do or not trying to do. It's just sort of the way free agency has gone this year. And I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Free agency every year is sort of like its own unique beast. You know, what happened last year in free agency is not relevant to this year when it you know, comes to who is signed when and for how much and all that. So it's kind of uh wait and see mode, I think, you know, for a lot of guys, but the other thing you said is right. And, you know, I was at an event last night at dinner and I was talking to people about this and I was like, you know, like you got Manny, you got Fernando, you got Xander year two feeling more comfortable. Like you have Hassan Kim, you have hopefully a bounce back from Jake Cronin like, these are really good players. Like these are elite. Like I'll tell you right now, don't be shocked if Fernando is an MVP finalist or winner this season, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's my true legitimate expectation of what, Tatis is going to do in 2024 after, you know, finally getting some games under his belt last year after missing time. And then, you know, you throw in those other guys who are capable of that same kind of season. So, um, look, there's a lot of talent here. Are there a lot of questions to be answered? Absolutely. And, yes, pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. Uh, but the first regular season game isn't for, you know, two months, really, at this point, or, or a month and a half. So, you know, that's that's really the, the true deadline, I think, for all that kind of stuff. What do you think about uh, the Padres and uh, their finances this year, Jesse? Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to make the bigger splash. And I think that's uh, that's okay. I mean, the Dodgers did this last year, and it worked out fine and, and got themselves back on the right side of the luxury tax. I mean, we have people saying things like, I can't believe it's going to be a rebuilding season, and the Padres are punting on this year. And I, I just think we got to keep reminding that that's just not the case. It, it, you know, you don't have to to get a fifty million dollar free agent to announce that you're trying to be competitive. No, I, I like your Dodger comparison to last year. You know, and they they were doing it with intent. You know, they were ready for Otani and, and everything else that we've not seen them do. You know, they were preparing themselves for that. Um, and and the Padres. You know, it's not a one-to-one comparison. I don't think it's exactly the same situation, but the, the result is essentially the same, right? Like, yeah, okay, we're not in on the big dudes right now. That's not going to be, you know, the way that we handle things uh, this year. We believe in the talent we have. We're very curious about some of our young guys. It's a little bit of a, a reset, as you said, in, in regards to the CBT. It, it, it's not a punt at all. I mean, look, the other reality is here, and something to keep in mind is, you know, one of these years, they're going to be an 80-win team that gets in. 
Like, you know, Tony and I talked about yeah. that a lot last season. And, you know, I don't know that it's going to be this year. And I'm certainly not saying I think the Padres are an 80-win team. I actually think they're going to end up winning more games than they did last year. But, you know, last year, what did it take? 84 to get in in the National League. And that team won the pennant, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, like you, you don't it, – it's we're still all, I think, learning and kind of recalibrating our brains to the reality of this version of the postseason. And, and you know, the, the regular season, it, it's true. It's not what it once was. It's not as valuable. It's not important as it once was. Um, now, the Padres didn't have a good enough regular season last year, um, but all those one-run games and all the extra yeah. inning stuff and, like, that kind of nonsense that didn't go their way, you know, there, there's there's no reason to think that that continues this year. That's just not how that works. So even if you won half of those games that you lost a season ago, you'd still have a bad record in one-run games, and you would have been in the postseason. And, again, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, you know, make last year sound better than it was because it wasn't good. Um, I, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm much more bullish than – you know, the kind of thing that you're describing for 2024 and the fact that they haven't gone out there and, you know, dumped a pile of money on somebody's driveway and free agency doesn't change anything. for <laughs> right. Jesse Hackler joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. And Jesse, you know, you, 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 the Padres make a managerial change. Mike Schilt really uh, is the man at the helm right now. Um, he, he's been asked about these three closers that he has <laughs> in the back of this bullpen. However, it ends up you know, lining up. It's never really a bad thing to have those type of arms. Now, the, the 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 one question mark is, you know, how will the arms that haven't pitched in the big leagues fare? You know, because I think for those who may have some concern after watching Hassan, Kim, Hassan Kim's, you know, progression to get it, took him two years to kind of get acquainted. How do you think the pitching will translate versus what we've seen out of the hitters? I mean, my gut says, it would be an easier transition for a pitcher than a hitter. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer your perspective on this than mine. But, you know, I mean, it's just, as, as you and I talk about a lot on the broadcast, the pitcher controls everything, right? The hitter is a reactor. You know, the pitcher is the dictator. And, and so it would just seem to me from like a level of common sense that the adjustment is easier for a pitcher than it is for a hitter and that it shouldn't necessarily take two years for a guy uh, if he's got the talent and the ability, that's the main question. Right. You know, it's like, does does he have the stuff? And the cool thing is, in the modern game, we as fans and certainly front offices have access to so much more information on these guys than even like seven, ten years ago. Um, it's not just, oh, he was, you know, 29 out of 32 for saves in the last two years and he's got a 382 career ERA in the KBO or an NPB. Like, that's that's not – just all you have to look at. I mean, they're they're using real analytical information on these guys. They're tracking pitches. They see the velocity. They can like you know see all the things about them that they can see about their own you know young guys in the minor leagues. And so they can make I think much more informed choices when it comes to international talent, particularly in those two leagues, um, than they've ever been able to make. So I think it's like less of a an unknown as it once was. Now that said, it is a new thing. It, it, there is an element of unknown. I just I don't think it's as extreme as it used to be. It is a new culture. It is new food. It is new travel. It is the pressure of the contract. All that stuff. I don't. I don't want to dismiss it um, because, you know, I, I always want to consider the human elements of these things. And and you know, the, the, these two guys, they're human beings. They're going to put pressure on themselves. It's going to be a challenge at times. Um, but I, I just think it's it's not necessarily always from the KBO or always from NPB. It's just that all right, like what's how's this stuff going to play? And you know, as far as who the closer is. Um, on October or whatever, hopefully in a postseason series. I don't know that we'll necessarily know that, you know, 
by the end of spring training. I'd, right. I'd be surprised, in fact, if it became that obvious by the end of spring training. And, you know, Mike and Ruben are going to have the opportunity to sort of mix and match, try some different stuff out earlier in the year, I would guess, um, and, and kind of take it from there. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel personally any kind of rush to declare a closer for this team this year. Jesse Agler, who heads a uh, Padre radio broadcast that received uh, well over an 80% approval rating <laughs> in a uh, fan survey done by The Athletic. I don't know if you saw the results, Jesse, but it was all good. I think, I think it was. I, I heard it was 91%. 91, <laughs> yes, over 90. That's right. Still working on those other 9%, but uh, we'll see nah. if we can't bring them into the fold this year. What do you? I, it's hard to answer this one because we don't know what the whole thing. But it, let's just say this is what the ball club is. What do you think the infield's going to look like? I, I mean, are we going to? Is Bogarts going to end up at shortstop once Manny comes back? Play third base? Are they going to really try to move Hasong there? Are they going to try to move Bogey and Cronenworth everybody around? What's your gut tell you that the infield will look like? You know, come May or something like that. Yeah, I don't have a gut feeling on it because I think we just don't have enough information to yeah. make that call right now. Like, you know, what? because the reality is perhaps what happens in the outfield could impact what happens on the infield. Yeah. You know, I mean, is, is you know, one of these young guys going to come up and have the kind of spring that, that sort of says, all right, I'm, I'm here, I'm good enough, I can be a part of this now. You know, is he going to be an infielder or an outfielder? Is he going to be an infielder turned outfielder? Um, you know, when does Manny come back? And you're right, in May, I think we should all expect at this point Manny to be back at the hot corner defensively. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a sense of, of how it's going to go. That's got to be one of the first questions that Mike Schilt gets asked, you know, in Peoria when he gets there in a couple of weeks, though, you know, from reporters is, hey, who's, uh, who's your shortstop? Who's your second baseman? Who's your first baseman? Um, and, and I'm sure he'll have a, a, a KG answer. He's a professional, um, in, unless he really does want to go out there and declare it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those storylines that we'll be tracking endlessly throughout the spring. And, um, you know, while, while, I think in the in the baseball broadcaster world, uh, spring training games are, are kind of you know it's a love hate relationship maybe, <laughs> but, Without a doubt. but when it yeah but when it comes to like these sorts of storylines um, for this team this year, Tony, there's like a lot of really there's... interesting stuff that we're going to be tracking the entire time. Yeah, it's interesting because last year and even a year before, really, everything was pretty much set. Like there was like yeah. one thing that you had to look for it was like the back end of the rotation. Maybe a spot in the bullpen, but for the most part, it was kind of boring because there, there was really nothing to watch. Everybody was was kind of locked in. That's going to be a lot different, and that really is a perfect segue to my next question here, Jesse. The uh, the Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, both had injury, you know, field seasons um, throughout you know twenty twenty three, especially considering how young this back end of the rotation is likely to be at this point. I mean, how important do those two become if the Padres are going to have the type of success that, you know, we're hopeful that it can have? I, I think no matter what four and five look like in the rotation, you know, a lot of the success that this tier is going to be dependent upon you and Joe. Yeah. You being Darvish, not Tony. Um, <laughs> like, the first one of those in 2024. Say, um, we usually go through that at least once or twice during, during early part of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, like, that's, you know, like last year, you know, the, the Waka Lugo thing, I just keep thinking about that. And I'm not suggesting that they're going to, you know, hit gold the way they did on those two guys again this year. But, you know, a couple of guys that came in later in the offseason, Waka, well into spring training, and, and turned out to be just like critical contributors. Yeah you know, for the team last year. So there's a possibility something like that happens. 
Um, there's a possibility one of these young guys really locks in and gets going. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think that if, if you or Joe struggles, it's going to be tough sledding for the team. Now, I don't expect either one to do so. They should both be healthy and ready to go. Uh, they both have all the talent in the world. So that's why I'm excited. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm into Michael King, man. Like, yeah. it, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I could very well regret saying this publicly. This is probably something I should have texted you guys off to the side. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there for the great Gwyn, Chris, and Scraby listeners. Um, I, I feel about Michael King right now the way I felt about Joe Musgrove when he first got to the Padres, like a guy who's like ready to make that next step. You know, like you've kind of seen it building. You look at the numbers, you sort of track the ups and downs of the career, the injury, the frustration, the this, the that. And now it's like, it kind of feels like at the end of last year, it all started to come together for him. That was very much the case with Joe at the end of 2020. Um, He was like really hitting his stride. And you go back and you look at those games and you're like, oh yeah, this is a guy who's about to go nuts. And he literally two starts into his Padre career. He throws the no-hitter. And I'm not saying the King's going to do that. But I, I have that similar feel about King that kind of like Joe Musgrove in 2021, he's a guy that's ready to take a very big next step. And if that happens, again, the calculus changes in a very good way. Yeah. And uh, Michael King uh, told us uh, that he's he loves these other guys that are coming with him from the Yankees, too. So. Hopefully the Padres have a lot more depth in the rotation than they think. Uh, Jesse, you're a few weeks away or a month away from Korea. Did you ever expect your broadcast career would take you there for a few days? A week, I guess, you guys are going to be there, huh? No, I, I didn't. I did not ever anticipate that, but I'm really excited. You know, during COVID, when they were putting those KBO games on TV uh, on ESPN, I, I like really started watching the league because obviously I'm like a baseball lunatic and I wanted to see baseball. And that was pretty much the baseball that was available. And, um, you know, I started following this team, uh, KT Wiz that had never won anything before because I know how to pick them. And like, they had a really good year and like, the story of my life is a you had a favorite fan, you know? team in the KBO. Yeah. I, and Bob Scanlon at hats made, you know, for, for us, uh, with the, with their logo on it, like their hats and, um, you know, and wow. they ended up winning the title two years ago for the first time. They were really good again last year. Now the Padres won't be playing them. That's not one of the exhibition games. But anyway, so the point being that, like, I kind of got into Korean baseball a little bit, started following it a little more closely. I, I know the team names. Like, they're all familiar to me now. And, and I've said this to you guys before, but, like, one of the things that I'm really excited about baseball right now is that, while it's nowhere close to what soccer is in terms of an international sport, like, it is – more and more going that way where like you yeah. can pull legitimate big league talent from Japan and Korea in addition of course to Latin America and the Caribbean and it's like it just makes the sport to me feel more whole you know I mean it's like it's a bigger thing and you know I I, I don't know could you ever envision a you know a world in which there's like a more formal transfer market you know as opposed to maybe just uh yeah. you know like these posting fees that the teams get I just think it's neat you know that, that those leagues the level of play have gone up the way they have, particularly in Korea, Japan, you know, where now guys like Merrill Kelly was a great example, the Diamondbacks coming from Korea, um, like, you know, really being able to come to MLB, come back to MLB in some cases, like Nick Martinez, and have some great success after really kind of locking in over there. I, I just think it's wonderful for the sport. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It, it. I think baseball aspires to get to a transfer market where it's just that simple and it's easy yeah. to, to get these guys. Jesse, as always, man, appreciate you coming on. We don't do it often, uh, and I, that's on purpose. I don't want to. I don't want to wear you out coming up out here all the time. I want to hear how you're going to pronounce uh, or how you're going to handle uh, 
the new Korean right-hander in the ninth inning with the game on the line. Go into go the windup. Here we go. Go time. Yeah. Go time. Go yeah, time. You, you've, got, you've, yeah. got, you've thought it through, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, look, the, the reality is spring training is for kind of workshopping those things. You know, you okay. go into the season thinking this is the way I'm going to handle it, and then you stay it once and you kind of look over at Tony and you go, nah, that wasn't it. So we'll, <laughs> we'll mess around and, uh, and, and see what we come up with. Jesse, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Jesse. Good talking to you. Always my pleasure, guys. Jesse Agler enjoyed some Padre talk with us. Hope you enjoyed that as well. Uh, hope you enjoyed it more than Tony's miserable. Yeah. Uh, wrong, Lakers, Lakers just went down wrong, 20 sorry. in Atlanta. North Carolina's down four with six minutes to play at Georgia Tech. Tennessee lost to South Carolina. It's been an upsetting night in college hoops. See what the Aztecs do. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Scraby Chronicles are next. That's right. Scraby is griping about the way you park your car oh, and other oh, things. Yeah. My yeah. daily gripes already filled I in. I can't wait to leave. It's going to be so quick. Boom, boom, out. Oh, man. Tony's never. He's just going to save right. so much time. Tony will be on the freeway before you know it. Before you blink. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> on Gwen and Chris. Thanks for joining us today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 